or when Borders was open, I could find that magazine and I'd buy it almost every month until the bookstore started closing and I realized, okay, I'm paying too much and I do love this magazine, so I subscribed to it. It's called The Sun and it's quirky and it's dark and it uh, supports black and white photography and beautiful writing and interviews with um, scientists and spiritual masters. But, (laughs) but, I just am on the verge of trying to decide whether to renew my subscription this year. And I love the magazine, but the minute I resubscribe, they begin to hit me with renewals. So the renewal thing goes on all year. I get emails, I get letters. Hey, yes, you've resubscribed, but maybe you want to do it for three years. I don't know, do I want to jump in for three years of their renewals? But I understand. I understand where they're coming from because the magazine subscription is really how they survive. It is the money from the subscription. So it is their lifeblood. It's important. And what they're really asking me is, does this particular magazine add to your life? So that's one question involved in that renewal. And the second is, Does it add enough to my life that I'm willing to commit? So it's a two-part question. Yes, it adds to my life. A lot of things add to my life, but that doesn't mean I commit to them. So, yeah, renewal. (laughs) It's, It's not a surprise that we're talking about renewal when we are surrounded by it with this spring. And I think about nature... I don't know about you, but the last couple of weeks I've been concerned about spring's commitment to springing. Wait, 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 wait. The frost date isn't past. (laughs) You're too soon. Wait. But somehow nature knows and is willing to put up with a commitment that might not pan out as as planned. But every religious tradition celebrates this vernal equinox, this moment of renewal it is no surprise that Easter and the idea of how can we move beyond death and the Jewish Passover release from freedom out of slavery is a form of renewal and even the Star Wars pitch and Elizabeth's lovely pitch is the same kind of renewal. Is this a commitment? Is this an institution that has meaning to you? And if so, are you willing to commit for this next year? So we're surrounded by renewals, requests for renewals. What I'm interested in today is about personal renewal. And I've been thinking about personal renewal in two different ways. One, one is the one I'm really good at, which is let's escape. (laughs) Let's have a vacation. Let's get away. Let's completely change our routine and scenario. And we'll talk about that. That's one valid, useful form of renewal. And then there's another kind that I think 
I'd call wholehearted. How can you plunge deeper into where you are or what you're doing and out of that find renewal? Because you can't always escape and you can't always stop what you're doing and even the smallest things, those dishes, how can you renew your spirit in washing dishes? So first let's talk about escape, getting away. And I think what that does is allows your eyes and hearts to see something new. So there's renewal in simply leaving behind a geographic spot or a schedule in your life, a vacation, a day off. Not everyone can take a day off. So sometimes the smallest things can be an escape. What if, what if you decide to take a different route to the grocery store, go a different route for your errands? That's actually a form of renewal because you'll see something you haven't been seeing on your usual way. And that new set of eyes, when you come back to your old way, when you come back from vacation, when you come back from time away, when you come back from reading a book and go, oh, wow, it's 6 o'clock, I didn't know I'd been reading for three hours, that you come to the routine renewed with ever so slightly different set of understandings or observations. So that's one form of renewal. And it relies on something that uh, I've talked about before. How, how can we bank on the fact that life is always about change? And this first one is about kind of nudging change. Okay, I'm going to break from my routine and make change happen. So to rely on impermanence and actually nudge it a little bit is what it, that you might call that, getting away, escaping, vacating, taking a different route. There is a, I think it's a Zen story of a disciple's students come to him and say, Master, how can you remain so optimistic when really life is so impermanent and people are going to die, ones that you love are going to die? How do you do that? And he picks up a glass and he says, See this glass? It's beautiful. Someone gave it to me. It holds the water I keep by my desk. And look, it rings beautifully. He drinks from it. And he says, but inevitably, someone might knock my hand and drop the glass, or I might elbow it off the table, and it'll break. And what I appreciate is that I have it here and now. It's with me here and now. So part of that renewal is recognizing that change is inevitable. And we can kind of force it to happen. 
Or the other part of renewal is accepting where we are and what our situation is. And it may be just in the next five minutes what you, the task you have at hand or that odious task that we all share that is just a month away. We've got to do our taxes. Can you imagine doing your taxes in a wholehearted way? Rather than going, oh God, this is something I have to do and I'd rather go garden and I'd rather go to the movie and I'd rather, okay, I've picked up part of my receipts, but the U.S. government would love us. But what if you did it wholeheartedly so that it is what you're focusing your attention on? I'm aware that I'm often distracted and allowing myself and looking for distractions rather than doing what is right at hand. And when I do what is right at hand with all my attention, it becomes a pleasure. Okay, not everything. (laughs) But even the stuff that's odious, it gets done more quickly and it doesn't nag at me because I have to do it. So it becomes less odious. So I'll call that pleasure, right? Becomes less intolerable. So how do you... We, at this church, we often are talking about what we believe and what we think, what our ideas are, and we don't often talk about what do we do to help change our thinking? What do we do to refocus our mind? What do we do to bring our whole heart to something? How do we remind ourselves that in each moment when we do that, it makes each moment richer and brings renewal to each moment? So it's kind of a word we don't use often here, but it's a spiritual practice. What spiritual practice do you have in your life You read to get smart. You read the paper to keep up with the insanity that's out there. (laughs) Uh, But what do you do to train your heart and mind to let go of distractions and pay attention to what's close at hand? And I think that takes the same kind of repeated, ritual, ongoing work because we are so easily... I am. I'll stick to I. I am so easily distracted and often want to be somewhere else. So how do I value the moment? No matter what the moment is, back to washing dishes. And I think there are many ways people say, oh, I walk, I run, I work in the garden, all those things I knit, all those things that bring you pleasure, that help you focus your mind. And I'd even use the word prayer. I'd use prayer in the sense that it's not drawing down some magical power to change things. I'd say prayer is recalling and renewing yourself to this moment. May I, in fact, I say this before I go to meetings and before I come in here, I often just remind myself, may I listen? It's that simple. May I listen rather than trying to convince you of something or tell you what I think. 
And in that, may I listen, I am renewing my commitment to being present. I'm renewing, I'm opening up to possibilities that when I'm distracted or wishing I were somewhere else or thinking when this meeting is over or when this sermon is over or whatever, then life will begin. Then I can... And renewal is about being right here. And we think of renewal in spring and beauty, but even paying attention to the pain we may be in is a form of renewal because we're often trying to escape that pain. Wait, I'm grieving, I'm worrying, I have, I have this chronic pain. And when you think to yourself, well, what I want is to be pain-free, then you're actually putting a lot of energy into not accepting reality, into wanting reality to be something different. And that's not renewal. Renewal is energizing. And I don't know what the opposite of renewal is, but non-renewal is draining. So that's why renewal and bringing your attention... So if you're in pain, let's talk about being in pain um, and relying on the glass and the impermanence, then if you start paying attention to your pain, your worry, your anxiety, your depression, your chronic pain, your grief, you'll notice that it's not a static thing. It changes. It evolves. Um, What you're thinking and feeling now won't be what you're thinking and feeling a day from now, five minutes from now. So our task is to use reminders and spiritual disciplines so that we can call on the fact that change is inevitable and that we can call on bringing ourselves back to the present moment. So we have the capacity for renewing ourselves over and over and over again. It's available at our fingertips. So my request for you all is that may you have a week where you look for all the ways you can renew, find renewal in your life and renew yourself. Pick one thing. Say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to drive to the grocery store the same way just this week. I'm not going to walk the route I usually walk when I exercise. I'm going to do something different. And find a way to bring your attention to the present moment, whatever's going on, and recognize how it feels, and that feeling it more fully, even if it's icky, is renewing. May it be so.